Hey friends, welcome back to the Catwalk. My name is Clark Cowden. I'm your host for this podcast, and I want to thank you for joining with me again for this week's message. As we are going through our series on questions about uh, faith and life, uh, we are talking today about a question that somebody asked about distractions from prayer. When there are so many different things that can cause our minds to wander and daydream and when it's hard for us to focus on one thing for very long, how is it possible to pray and grow our relationship with God? What can we do to help ourselves become less distracted and more focused so that we can really grow our faith as God wants us to? Today, we're going to look at some ideas and suggestions for how you can focus your thoughts in a more productive way so that you might see more growth in your faith in Christ. I invite you to sit back and relax and reflect on this message on distractions from prayer. Throughout the history of the church, one of the spiritual practices that we have always been been encouraged to engage in is the practice of prayer. When some of us were growing up, we were taught to pray at mealtimes and at bedtimes. We pray when we come to worship services. When we go to school, many of us have prayed for tests that we have taken, projects we needed a good grade on, or acceptance into a college or a training program. And yet, over the years, it seems like I have heard from a number of people who have had difficulty praying. It doesn't always come easily or naturally to us. Sometimes we wonder if we are doing it right. We wonder how we are supposed to pray. The Bible is our prayer book. And within the Bible, the book of Psalms is specifically a prayer book. Reading and praying through the Psalms is one way to learn how to pray. Recently, when we asked people what kind of questions they had about God and faith and life, we had one question that was submitted with a little different twist to it. The question was, how can I focus on prayer and the Bible with so much going on. I feel so distracted. This is not a surprising question because we live in a distracted age. We are surrounded by TVs and computers and podcasts and cell phones and lots of different music sources. We live in an age of turmoil and anxiety and anger that leads to a lot of yelling and bickering and fighting. When we feel unsettled within ourselves, and when it feels like our world is unraveling and coming apart at the seams, it can be hard to focus on one thing. I think it's difficult in our world to find peace. We live in a world of noise, information overload, and constant change. We live in a time of uncertainty instability, and confusion. 
We live in a time of anger, partisanship, and disagreement. We are used to immediate gratification, where microwaves prepare our food in a few minutes. And if the drive through line at the fast food restaurant takes just a few minutes longer, we get annoyed and upset. We've been taught to believe that we can multitask, which has led to a lack of focus. We skim the surface on 10 different topics, but rarely take the time to dig down deep into any one area to really understand a single issue in depth. So in this crazy world, how can we ever train our hearts and minds to stay focused on God in prayer? How do we keep our thoughts from racing to a hundred different things? How can we learn to pray in a world that is known for its distractions? Today, I'd like to have us consider three things that may help. A place to pray, a time to pray, and a way to pray. First of all is a place to pray. Mark chapter 1, verses 32 to 35 says this. That evening after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. This is a story where Jesus had just finished a very busy day. Usually when the sun goes down, my mind turns off and I emotionally unwind from my day. I don't want to deal with any new issues or get into any deep conversations. I'm tired and I just want to rest. Jesus didn't get to do that on this day. After sunset, crowds of people kept coming. People kept wanting to be healed. The whole town came to watch. I think Jesus must have been exhausted at the end of that day. And yet, the next morning, he wakes up before daybreak, before anyone else and goes out and finds an isolated place to pray. Before he begins his busy day, he takes some quiet time to connect with God, to get centered on what's important, and to pray to keep his perspective on things. One way to keep ourselves from getting distracted in prayer is to have a regular place to pray that is conducive to getting into the right spirit and the right frame of mind. Some people have a special room in their house or their apartment they always go to. Some people have a special chair they like to sit in. Some people have a window they like to look out at the sky, the sunrise or the sunset. Some people like to sit on a porch or find a place in nature. 
It's good to find a place to pray where you will not be distracted. Find a place where you won't be tempted to turn on the TV or the computer. Place where you don't have your phone on. A place where you won't be interrupted. A place that is quiet. Throughout history, the church has built monasteries and retreat centers where people could go to pray, to focus their thoughts and attention without distraction. Church buildings were originally built so that people could gather together to pray or to pray individually. If you would like to come to one of the church buildings where I serve during the week, we would love to have you do that. If someone is there, you can come in and you are welcome to pray. If you wanna come when somebody is not present, let us know and we'll find a way to make it happen. In addition to a regular place to pray, I am someone who needs to get out of town a few times a year to step out of my regular routine and responsibilities to be able to regain my focus and pray without distraction. The first thing that can help is to find a place to pray. The second thing that can help is a time to pray. In the story in Mark 1, Jesus got up before daybreak to go out to pray. Psalm 55, 17 says, Morning, noon, and night, I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. Many prayer books have been published that include morning prayers, noontime prayers, and evening prayers. Some people have one major time of the day for prayer and a few other shorter times to pray. Having a regular daily appointment with God is one way to help us mentally focus on our conversation with God without getting distracted. I am a morning person. The best time for me to pray is first thing when I wake up in the morning before I start thinking about so many things. Some people are night people. Their best time to pray is in the evening or right before they go to bed. While you can pray anytime, and the Bible encourages us to pray unceasingly about everything as we go throughout our day, Having a set time to pray each day, no matter how long or short it is, can help us stay focused and not get distracted. A third thing that, we, that can help us is to have a way to pray. There are lots of different ways that we can pray. Sometimes it helps to have some kind of outline to your prayers to keep your mind from wandering. There are a number of different patterns that you can use. One is to write down a prayer list. This is what I do. I have a Monday prayer list, a Tuesday prayer list, a Wednesday prayer list, a Thursday prayer reading. I have a different list for different days because there are different people and issues and parts of our world that I want to pray for. Writing these things down can help us remember and focus 
and pay attention. Some people write in a prayer journal. They have a journal book that they will write in every day. They write out their prayers to God and put their thoughts and feelings into words. The act of writing is a great way to focus. You can pray, let there be prayers. This is based on the creation story in Genesis 1, where God says, let there be light, and there is light. Each day, God creates something new, and it is good. Instead of praying for what we want to see happen, this is a way of praying for God to do what he wants to do in our lives and in our world. God, create what you want to create. Let there be what you want there to be. This is like Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was arrested and crucified. And he prayed, but not my will, but thy will be done. Prayer isn't so much trying to get God to do your will as it is getting us in the right position to do his will. In the book, Right Here, Right Now, Jesus, J.D. Walt says that the world around us desperately needs people to speak like God speaks and to speak words of goodness into the formless, empty, dark places of our world. He says, think of a difficult situation in your life right now. Go ahead. Think of a difficult situation in your life right now. It could be in your family or at work or with a friend or in a colleague's life. He thought of his 12-year-old son, Sam. He was out of school for the summer and he was already a bit lonely. He felt isolated. He came and gave him a hug before bed one night and said, Dad, I just want something to look forward to. If you have a child who tells you that, it's not hard to pray without being distracted. If you just lost your job and you don't know how you're going to make it financially, it's not hard to pray without being distracted. If you are going through a divorce, it's not hard to pray without being distracted. But he is encouraging us to pray the let there be prayer. In other words, instead of praying, God, here is what I have already decided is best, and this is what I want you to do for me, pray that God would say, let there be this, so that God decides what is best, and we accept his will for our lives. Pray for discernment to see what God is doing in the world and what God wants you to learn in this situation. Pray for wisdom and understanding and see what God will do. The very first prayer outline I learned was the Acts outline. The word Acts stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. First, we adore God, which is praising him and worshiping him. Then we confess our sins and ask for forgiveness. 
Then we thank God for what he has done for us. And then we present God with our needs and hopes and dreams and say, do with this what you will. I first heard this over 45 years ago, and I still follow this outline when I pray today. Another method that can keep us from being distracted is called the daily office. You can buy books on the daily office or go online and find websites about it. This is an ancient practice where you stop about five times a day, morning, mid-morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. And you stop to pray. It gives you a short scripture reading and a prayer to pray. It's a way of reminding yourself throughout the day that we cannot live a good life without God. We need God every minute of every day. But some people don't think about God as they move through their day. So it's a way for slowing down for a few brief moments, reminding ourselves that God is in charge, God is in control, and we don't need to worry. It can be a helpful pattern to pray, and we have included a link to a website in the sermon outline this morning if you want to check out the daily office. Another way to pray is an ancient practice called the prayer of examine. This is typically done at the end of the day before you go to sleep for the night. You think back on your day and you examine yourself and how you lived that day. You ask yourself some questions. Did I hurt anyone today? Did I disobey God today? Did I help anyone today? Did I learn anything today? Did I speak up when I needed to? Did I listen to someone who needed to talk? Where did I see God at work today? Did God open or close any doors for me today? It's taking a few moments of self-reflection and self-awareness to see what happened, what I can feel good about, or what I can do better tomorrow. These form the basis of our prayers and what we ask God to do in our lives. There is a link in the sermon outline this morning where you can go online and listen to a prayer of examine that you can use at the end of your day if you want to. And finally, one other way to focus is to follow a pledge. When the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King started leading people in the civil rights movement in the 1950s and 60s, he asked all of his followers to sign a 10-point pledge. Here were the 10 points. Number one, meditate daily on the teachings and life of Jesus. Two, remember always that the nonviolent movement seeks justice and reconciliation, not victory. Three, walk and talk in the manner of love, for God is love. Four, pray daily to be used by God in order that all people might be free. Five, 
sacrifice personal wishes in order that all people might be free. Six, observe with both friend and foe the ordinary rules of courtesy. Seven, seek to perform regular service for others and for the world. Eight, refrain from the violence of fist, tongue, or heart. Nine, Strive to be in good spiritual and bodily health. 10, follow the directions of the movement and of the captain on a demonstration. I sign this pledge having seriously considered what I do and with the determination and will to persevere. I think a lot of people have heard of Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement but I don't think many people are aware of how grounded this movement was in the Bible and in the Christian faith. One reason Martin Luther King and his movement were successful was because every day people were reviewing this pledge. They were thinking about the life and teachings of Jesus. They were trying to live out the teachings of the Bible. I think some of our racial justice reforms today are falling short because they are not connected with the scriptures as Dr. King's movement was. All of this is to say that prayer is important. When you read the Bible, you see that prayer has always been a part of how we talk with God, how we connect with God, and how we grow stronger and more mature in our faith. In our world, it is very easy to get distracted, for our minds to wander, and for us to lose focus. Our attention spans are not that long. These are some methods we can utilize to help us concentrate in our prayers. These practices will help us learn how to pray and what to pray for. I want to encourage you to try at least one of these methods every day for a week, or try a different one for six to seven days in a row, and find something that will help you to pray. If you are feeling easily distracted in your prayers, take some time to think about your place to pray, your time to pray, and your way to pray. God bless. Stay safe. See you soon.